This is Coffee with Timmy. Hi everyone, welcome back to Coffee with Timmy. Today we're going a little bit way out, or maybe not, because um, we've, I've been doing that this month. So still going with um, Father's Month, I'm calling June Father's Month. I'm talking to two young men who are now like my little brothers. Can I say that? Are we your kids? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say kids, you know, but they've already put that word there. Yeah. So as usual, it's going to be unscripted. I just want to hear the views on... What is it like to be a young man today? And I'm saying that because every time I talk to them, not just them, but every time I talk to people their age or younger, I feel ancient, you know, like really, really old. So um, I'm talking to Tammy Poi and Bongani Masilela. Uh, this, is, this is bad. I shouldn't be putting this on air. So not knowing people's name. So I'm talking to both of them and it's unscripted. Hi, guys. So, both of them are born free. For those of you who are not in South Africa, that means they were born after um, the regime that was in South Africa has ended. So, I don't think they actually saw any of the suffering, but according to Bongeni, he did (laughs) suffer. So, I'm not sure what he's talking about. (laughs) So, I'm just going to hear what I want you guys to just tell me. When you look at how your father brought you up again because it's father's month and the way you see one of them is a dad already and the way you see life now what difference do you see there who wants to go first i'll go first okay Bungani is going first the difference between how my dad raised me Mm -hmm. and what it did for me yes and how you look at um young people now as uh, okay maybe um tell me what i'm saying Mm. the way your dad raised you and then the way you were raising your child, for example. Yeah. Or looking at how your dad mm-hmm. raised you. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I, when I become a dad, I'm not going to say if. When I become a dad, yes, uh-uh. no, this well, is not going to work. This yeah, is out of it. Yeah. And, yes. and what do you... Okay, answer that first, then we'll go to the next one. No problem. <laughs> no problem. So, no, it's, it's very interesting because, um, like I said before, this, my, this is the eighth time my dad's phoned me this weekend. <laughs> I don't know what's going on this weekend, but um, it's still great that we've been chatting a lot. Um, you know, in my early 20s, I didn't really appreciate him much because I felt like um, it's a, when you're in your early 20s, you're very critical of everything, the world, the government, how your parents raised you. You want to rebel against everything you were taught. So in my early 20s, I really, really didn't acknowledge him and the role that he played in my life much. In my mid-20s, I remember he and I um, started having deep conversations about manhood. Um, I had come from a very debilitating heartbreak and the first person I turned to was my dad. <laughs> and I remember just talking to him. And I thought he'd laugh at me about it. I really thought he'd be like, ah, whatever, you'll get over it. But then he actually spoke to me about relationships proper, like a man. You know, like um, the expectations that your partner might have of you. The expectations you should have. The type of partner you should go for. Here are the mistakes I made. I used to go for people who are like, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized he and I, I went for the same type of person he used to go for. Even though is, you were not close. We were not so close. You had learned from him from right. looking without realizing it exactly right <laughs> and you know i wasn't there when he was 20 but everything he was saying i was like wait i did that wait i also did that and i also did that <laughs> so for me I've, i started appreciating him a lot more because that old cliche about your parents have a lot to teach you it turns out they actually do um, especially when they're willing to listen to you and be uh, and when they're willing to be vulnerable to also tell you that they went through the same thing because i feel like 
what a lot of parents do is that they're so afraid of being vulnerable with us that they end up being unhelpful. But when they tell us, oh, I also experienced heartbreak when I was 24 and then I, I sat in my car for six hours listening to music. <laughs> you know, when your dad shares that with you, it, it really does a lot for you. It makes you feel like a human being and it makes you feel like you can relate with him. So the journey with my dad, early 20s, rebelling, not acknowledging him, mid 20s, opening up to vulnerability. Now in my late 20s, we're closer than ever because we've opened up that door to share all of those lessons. What I've learned about that and how I'd like to be a father one day, I'd like to do that a lot earlier than when my kid is 20. I'd like to do that from 8, 9, 10, whenever. So yeah. Okay, all that word, I won't, I'm going to come back to it when everybody's old. So, Tammy, yeah. between you and your dad, so should, we, should, we, should we break it like that? Same, yeah, same question. question. Okay. Yes, I want to hear your take on it. Um, <clears throat> so the way I was... So there's, there's this very interesting concept. Um, um, I think I heard it from T.D. Jakes or something. Uh, where, he, where he speaks about the families we come from um, act as models for the way that we are going to build our own families and build our own households um and i think i think that really translates because from, from my perspective i think the way that my dad raised me was a couple of things one he was he was very present um two he was very teacher orientated right so i think what was very important for him was dispensing lessons and getting me to see the lesson out of everything that I'm currently facing right now. Um, and so I've taken on that disposition in, in my own profession, right? Because I basically, first of all, um, consistently teach learners. I teach learners debating, I teach learners critical thinking, and you know, I put them in positions where they look at a real-life case study in newspapers and extract lessons out of that. I kind of took that from my dad. Um, but I think the way I anticipate that playing out with the way I'm, I'm raising my own son is pretty much the same, where, you know, I allow... I respect the fact that um, my, my, my child has a life and I respect that he has his own challenges... And I respect that he has his own opinions, um, but how do I get him to a place where he can think deeply about the things that he's going through? And how can I get him to a place where he can make a judgment and see the lessons out of these things? I think that's very important. But what's a necessary condition for all of that, the only reason why my dad could have that impact on me was because he was present. And I, and I think that's my responsibility to my child as well. And presence isn't being physically in the house, etc. you know, because I think um, our standards are very low for what presence is. I think we've been disappointed so many times as a community, right? Um, but presence being, um, you know, knowing on a daily basis, concerning yourself with what your child goes through, concerning yourself with where your child go to school and why this is the best school for your child. Concerning yourself for, you know, your child's education, his future, his career, and all those kinds of things. Um, and those things, that's presence. And, you know, building a rapport with him as you would with a friend. I'm not saying be buddy buddies with your, with your kid necessarily. Mm -hmm. You must still be mm -hmm. a dad. You must still yeah. be a father, right? And there must still be that role that you play, distinction between the two of you. But at least there must be a sense of, I think as Bongani was saying, I think the only reason why 
that breakthrough happened with with with, with Bohani's dad and him was he was present for that moment of breakup and he was present and he showed a part of being present by being vulnerable as well by saying hey man this is how present i am in this moment i'll show you how i went through the same thing and how it impacted me and how i went through it that that's that's presence like you you are there uh, immersed in that specific moment with you with your child and so that's what i want to kind of translate but i think a big thing that my dad has been trying to engender which i think i'm just i really want to take the bait in and fly with it is this issue of legacy like what are we leaving behind as a family you know like when you i think when you read the when you read scripture for example you know some of the gospels would open with a doxology of Christ mm. like <laughs> you know yeah. all the way from like Adam yeah. down Abraham all the way mm. down what that is, is 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 tracing a lineage and a legacy to a specific moment in time like these guys were what they were doing through this and this and this is the legacy they were leaving behind in anticipation for this final powerful legacy in the form of Christ right it's a very biblical thing um you know that that has been appropriated in many ways by the rest of the world but how what about us what are we endowed with as a family um by god um and how can we leverage that as individuals on this world how can we leave an indelible mark behind and how can i get my child to be alive to that is a big challenge for me and i really that's something i seriously want to fulfill but i think the fact that um you're aware of it you know yeah. pastor will say something like uh, you're awake <laughs> yeah so the fact that you're aware of it means you're going to look for ways to do it yeah. and i was thinking of um what um, bungani said actually what i really was going towards but let me ask first why was it your dad that you spoke to since you were not close at but but why was it your dad <laughs> yeah, that you so went the backstory. to backstory yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> okay so so the backstory is very interesting i had spent Before 29 between 2017 and 2019 mm-hmm. I actually stopped speaking to him entirely like okay. I stopped mm-hmm. and it was a very weird period where I just wasn't understanding him we were miscommunicating about whether it was finances whatever the mm-hmm. case so I just stopped talking to him and then in 2019 I forgave him even though he didn't do anything wrong in retrospect <laughs> I realized he didn't do anything, anything wrong. wrong it was me being like ah, whatever so When we started getting close um and I was experienced because it wasn't just a breakup there were other things like the business wasn't doing well so money was a problem I was stressed out um I, it was affecting my health and so I just reached out to him and I was like hey man things are happening to me right now and I don't know what's going on and I'm not sure if you're the right person for this but I things are happening and he was like let's meet this sounds urgent you know You know what you didn't realize and I can say that I can say you didn't realize No, unfortunately I didn't get to your I didn't uh, make it to your point. Is when we it's also something that you said. Uh, uh your dad was there. Yeah. Somehow you knew the back of your mind. Yes. If I needed to lean back to uh, you know someone exactly. yes. it's going to be my dad. Right. But you were fighting it. I was yeah, fighting. Yeah, what does he know? Right. I mean I didn't have a good relationship with my dad and like I said unfortunately I didn't get to to make up. Yeah. I mean we didn't we he didn't die with us fighting but I didn't get um to your point mm. of um yeah rough reconciliation and and that's what I wanted because we when I say we are use myself to we tend to take our parents for granted very much they just you know they're there mm. 
you know they're there what else are they going to be i mean like my daughter when i say you're going to do this said, but you are my parent i say yeah and the government i say yeah government doesn't say what i must feed you but you must eat <laughs> yeah does what i must what do you must wear it just i must close you right. and you must have shelter it doesn't say where you must live right. you know yeah. and we take that for granted yeah and it's when things are not what we think they should be right you know that it becomes uh why are you not doing this why are you not doing that yeah something happened last week where i worked um about two weeks ago some girls were disappointed about something some of the students that their parents were supposed to have done mm. and i actually got upset because they were crying and, and i'm like yeah it's a money issue you yeah. know i could see it from a parent's point of view like you don't know whether they had the money ready right you know you are crying because you feel they failed you exactly but you know they that's didn't, how i felt yeah, yeah because you feel they failed you they didn't yeah. do what they were supposed to do yeah but um yeah it's a it's a taking parents for like we take god for granted he's exactly. taking yeah. he's always going to be like come on this yeah. happened yeah. did you know why would you let him steal my car yeah. i just went in for two seconds exactly. i mean seriously yeah i pray all the time and then i'm like my car is gone and that, that, that. you, you yeah. understand no, so the, the ironic thing though was um in 20 in 2019 when my dad and i had that convo i also became a christian in the same month because for a number of years i i just didn't want to believe in god mm. um Good things were happening throughout that period, but I took it for granted that this might be God leading me towards my calling and all of these things. So ironically, the same year I became a Christian is the same year my dad and I fixed our issues. So it was like two dads. You know what I mean? So what you're saying all about Christmas taking God... All one day. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that thing of taking God and your dad for granted mm. in the same year. Mm. So yeah. So, okay. So where we're go- uh, What's that word? This is where we're going to pack it, I think. That word you use, vulnerability. Mm. Parents, uh, you said something, but I don't know, should I try to clarify it as a parent? Mm-hmm. Um, we are scared to show it. And I can say that now because I also wondered how my father will react in a way that was, it came out as anger, mm. you know? And now that I understand it better, that he's been vulnerable, he didn't want to show me he was afraid, for example. Mm. Like I... I'd gone somewhere and I was supposed to be back and I'm not back and you know so the where was she da, 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 da. it's it's um anxiety about I don't know where my child is yeah. but then by the time they see you they've been so upset for so long that, <laughs> where have you been yeah. da, 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 da. <laughs> so now I'm, I, I actually find myself having to then say to my child after I've, I've you know I blow up first and I go back and say uh, actually you know I wasn't really that angry with you mm. Maybe not even angry with you, but I was scared about ABC. Exactly. And because of that, it came out as anger, but I'm not angry with you. Yeah. And for someone my generation to act, my father never apologized for nothing. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. You're going to wait forever. You're going to wait a long time. <laughs> uh, but that also was this generation. That's why I was asking, mm. you know, the, the way you were brought up, mm. because your parents obviously were brought up in my generation. Mm. So the way they were brought up, sometimes it... It, not even some most times translates to how they bring up their children. Exactly. That's but that's what they know. Exactly. See, uh, that I'm more forgiving right now, you know, of yeah. all the things you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah because it translates. Mm. So now let me go to my question: <laughs> vulnerability versus being mature, or how does it work? Mm. Because I said this because I, it's always been on my mind, and I I heard you or you either one of you on that thing that you were doing, mm. and I only caught the end of it. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, I, I was mm. yes and someone did say some i don't want to put the words there so i'm going to let you do why how are you able to be vulnerable without losing no no maybe i shouldn't say that maybe i should say does being um vulnerable make you less of a man yes or no 
No. Showing no. Of, showing that you have a fe- what they call a female side. Yeah. Does it, do you think it makes you less of a man? No, I think. I mean, if we. I mean, even calling it a female side is. That's why. Oh, yes. Sorry, is, is, is that can't see me in court. <laughs> yeah. No, but like I'm saying, you know, like it shows that um, men are so scared of being vulnerable because because they've they've um, relegated vulnerability to uh, something associated with women, and because there's an there tends to be an innate innate um superiority complex over women mm-hmm. you know you don't want to do you don't want to be associated with the same things that women are associated with which includes the stereotype of emotionalism i think being vulnerable is deeply important and i think you raised something very very strong when you spoke about um how you experience your parents sometimes is um you get you you, you get home maybe you do something wrong and you experience anger alone and you don't experience the other side of it the spectrum of emotions that your dad might have been feeling yeah. in that moment yeah. because they were actually worried mm-hmm. they were actually anxious they were this and that they were they were more than angry yeah but what he chose to show was anger and i think most men are raised like that to, to that the only acceptable emotion that a man must show is anger because of its attachment to power and violence mm. why would anger be macho because such a negative exactly. such a negative emotion yeah. but yet it's it's seen as being macho because yeah. because it can be used to rule over people that's why i i think that's why innately socially men are are raised to only be angry or only show anger mm. and to resent themselves if they feel sad mm. for example you know someone's mom could die mm. like um but he will try his best not to cry at his mom's funeral because he resents the the grief that he's experiencing in that moment um but a week later he's throwing bottles of beer against the wall in front of the children yeah because that's an acceptable way for him to show grief and it's as if we should accept that we shouldn't accept that no. it's very unhealthy you know so so vulnerability is important and it's the reason why um relationships break through not just parental relationships even friendships yeah. you know if you can be vulnerable with your friend um that's how you know that you actually indeed have a real deep friendship yeah. 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 because there are sensitive touch points that you have you have crossed into um and you can enjoy a real friendship because you can come and show up as who you are on that day yeah. without yeah, having must, to yeah. perform you must yeah. be willing Our, to be naked not physically naked yeah. but <laughs> emotionally sure. naked mm. with someone that you say is your friend yeah. that's why i always try to correct the young people and say oh this is my friend say is that a person a friend or an acquaintance mm. you need to know the difference yeah. Yeah, but adults also make point. that mistake as well mm. you know mm. when i i've been on facebook for lord knows how long now mm. i don't think i've had no 100 people on facebook yeah because when i see people have four thousand friends and you're not a public figure i'm like yeah. huh? <laughs> what are you gonna do with them <laughs> you know what are you gonna do with them where did you find them yeah that's the thing where did you even find them yeah. okay your take on 
vulnerability and macho okay so so i i was listening to a podcast not so long ago um it's a christian podcast it was a panel discussion and one of the panelists there was a a, a woman called dr joe vitali she's really really brilliant and yeah so she was talking about how someone asked her why did god make jesus a man and not a woman why didn't god because if god is a man then at least let him give us a woman so that we all feel like we can relate to that and her answer to that was brilliant she said i'm glad god made jesus a man because what he did is that he gave us a man that goes against every single stereotype of men and therefore gives us an example of what men wow. are supposed to mm-hmm. be like That's so, so yeah. jesus for example when lazarus dies what does he do he cries in front of women he's women friends yeah he's women when friends. he goes to dinner at their house um yes the one woman is working the other one is sitting next to him with a group of men so he's breaking the stereotype that mm-hmm. women should be working yeah. and not sitting with the and men he calls the one that's working and he calls the one that's yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and so what jesus does throughout his life is that he breaks every stereotype about what a man he's not violent well, well, no i just saying that i'm thinking yeah he's yeah, not he's because not violent. when he was spitting at him and beating him yeah. it was just me yeah, right. you know and people actually make that mistake and think because you're a christian yeah. you're stupid i said no no me doesn't mean we're exactly. stupid exactly. We and, oh, and weeping on. doesn't make you weak and no. being friends with women doesn't make you weak especially mm. when you respect them and show other men how you want to treat women to, yeah. so for me the idea of vulnerability was really encapsulated well when she said um the best thing god did was make jesus a man because it forces every other man in the world to say actually that's my example mm. and if i'm not like that then i'm actually not a real man mm-hmm. so if i'm not crying um when my friend dies or when my mother dies mm-hmm. there's a problem mm-hmm. if i'm treating women a particular way like dictating what mm-hmm. they should do uh, then there's a problem mm-hmm. if i talk to women negatively then there's a problem yeah. so for me that vulnerability point was like blew yeah. my mind yeah. and it yeah. made sense that jesus is the ultimate man and if i do what he did then i'm a man yeah. so yeah oh. Yeah, so I'm just going to end with something I heard on radio. Actually, this guy phoned in and they were talking something like that. And he said um, he was in the house one day. He was helping his wife on do our, you know, our extensions yes. or something. And his and friends came in mm. and they were looking at him and you know you could see the expression and they was like, "What are you doing? You're doing <laughs> yeah. this, you know?" Yeah. And they thought maybe it would stop, mm. you know, like maybe push the wife away. He said, "Yes." I'm doing it here and he just sat down there exactly. and he just went on. You know, I don't know the guy yeah. and I was like, yes. Yeah. He wasn't afraid to show this is my wife, I right. love her. I'm doing things together. Mm-hmm. And you know, when people talk about being present, mm-hmm. that is also being present. Mm-hmm. Maybe he comes home every day or he doesn't come home every day, but that little little thing, you know, I need to do my it didn't it could have been watching football or something. <laughs> but it's an intimate relationship yeah. as well. Look, like sit down out on it. Yes, yeah. just on doing the air. Yeah. Thank you guys. So Huge. I probably went over time. Don't let me. I don't want Bongani to see it. Okay, just a little bit over time. Just a little bit. Of, just a little bit over time. Okay. Thank you, Bongani. Thank you, Tammy. So I think this is going to be um, for the for men being on this show. That's it for this month. Uh, for men being on this show. Thank you. Yeah, it's a wrap. That's it. It's a wrap. Thank you guys.